see in the natural, amen. You, do you understand what I'm saying to you? You better bless God. You better learn how to bless God for the things that you don't, for the things that you don't see, amen. It's, it's real easy to bless God for the things that you see. It's real easy to bless God for the things that are evident, but, but, but faith is when you can bless God for what you don't see. You understand what I'm saying to you? A true walk will bless God when it don't look good, when it ain't working out in your favor. You understand what I'm saying to you? When you can walk through the fire with the praise in your spirit because you know that you know that you know that you know that you know. That you know. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, just all over the building. Let's give God a hand clap of praise because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, warfare, watch this now. Warfare is an indication, watch this, uh, that, that, that something is about to happen. What do you mean, Pastor? Warfare is an indication that something is about to happen. Watch this, because the enemy is trying to block your blessing, but God is trying to progress you through to your blessing. And if you can just go ahead and decide that you're not going to lose the war, you understand what I'm saying to you? This one, you will not fail. This one, you will not break down. I promise you, if you can stand the test, if you can stand up and fight and declare, for God you live and for God you die, there is something on the horizon for you that eyes have not seen. And it, y'all don't hear me up in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't be dismayed because we're in warfare. Yeah, yeah. That means that something is on the way. Amen. Amen. And watch this. It, it, it has to be all of that. You know why? It has to be all of that because if it wasn't all of that, Satan wouldn't fight you the way that he's fighting you for you not to get to it. Somebody ought to get excited. Somebody in here is going through the hell of their life and you ought to just go ahead and give God a praise because that is an indication that something mighty is on the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you gotta stop, you gotta stop crying about your hell. And sometimes you gotta celebrate the hell because the hell is a telltale sign that something greater is on the way. I ain't got time to be crying about my hell. I ain't got time to be whining about my hell because I'm too busy preparing for what the hell is trying to keep from me. I don't know if anybody in the church understands me, but if you're on social media and you understand me, I just dare you to give God a hand clap of praise. I dare you praise him. I dare you praise him past how you feel. I dare you praise him past how your week was. I dare you praise him past what your bank account is. I dare you praise him even though things ain't going your way. I dare you praise him. I heard somebody say praise confuses the enemy. Hallelujah. And I am excited to be. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. We we have seen hell on every side, but we are not moved. Hell does not seem to cease, but that ain't gonna punk us out. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was tough in the streets, you better be tough for the kingdom. Can I say that again? You was tough in the streets, you better be tough for the kingdom. Hallelujah. It blows my mind how we get to church and get scary. You understand what I'm saying to you? When you're playing with the biggest entity that ever existed and will ever exist, but you was believing on some people and you thought you was more than enough. But now that you're believing on God, all of a sudden you got limitations to your faith. The devil is a lie. If you know that you're playing with the baddest thing in the world, I dare you give God a hand clap. Yeah. 
So it's my hope that this, that this series has been a blessing to you as well. I have to be honest with you and tell you that I had every intention of closing this series down today. But, but, but when I begin to work on this part six, I begin to feel like God may not, he just may not be done with this series yet. I, I want to I cover a lot today, today, so I hope that you have your notebooks or your note-taking devices, and I hope that you are not just taking notes, but that you are also applying these notes to your life. Now, I want to say something real quick uh, before I get started, and, and, and I really want everyone to pay attention because this is extremely important, okay? When I ask you to take notes, or I say, uh, I say uh, uh, these, I want you to apply I want you to apply these teachings. This isn't any attempt of me trying to control you. This is me trying to help. Let me explain. Most of you have figured out that this church has a different mission from most. It's not that we're better. It's not that we're deeper. It's not that we think we're all that. It's not that we turn our nose up at other churches. It's just that we understand our mission is different from most. The, the, the vision God has given me for the Unity Worship Center is to challenge you where you are mentally and teach you where mentally we are supposed to be. And we are only supposed to be mentally where Jesus is mentally. Oh, Lord. And, and one thing I need you to uh, understand is that your thinking has everything to do with where your life is. This is why we're to challenge you mentally, because your thinking has everything to do with where your life is. Yes, you may have grown up in the hood, and, and, and the hand that you may have been dealt uh, may seem to have been really crappy. But because God has blessed you with that beautiful mind of yours, your circumstance growing up does not have to be your circumstance now that you are grown. You, 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 you may have had some children young, and it derailed your dreams. You understand what I'm saying to you. But I promise you, the children only derailed your dreams. It has been your thinking that has sabotaged your dreams, not the children. So, so, so some, some, you got some parents that can't stand their kids because they say, if I wouldn't have had these kids, I would have went on to be this, that, and the other. If I wouldn't have had these kids, I would have been able to keep my man. If I would have had these kids, I could have finished school. But baby, let me tell you something. Those kids didn't have nothing to do with you keeping your man. Your man, that man just wasn't the man for you. Those kids didn't have nothing to do with you uh, aspiring in life to what you wanted to do and live your dreams. Your, your, your kids isn't the reason that you didn't finish school. Your, the reason that you didn't do any of the things that you wanted to do was because you've not thought, you've been thinking that you can't because of your situation. So some of you ought to just go out of here today and buy your children a gift and say, I'm sorry that I've been putting my mess on you. The reason that I've not come up has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with how I've been thinking. Lord, have mercy. Make sure the volume is up on that, please. I, I want to make sure everybody gets this word today. So, we have this proclivity or this tendency as humans to when we make a mistake or suffer a huge blow, throw in the towel on life because we do not believe that we can recover from the mistake or the situation. Anybody ever been there? Life happens so crazily on the scene of your life that you automatically just begin to count loss and loss and loss all around you because you just do not feel. Watch this. And the reason that you don't feel that you can recover from what it is that you've been through is because you have not seen anybody in your life recover from the hell that they've been through. But I want you to understand that you are different simply because you are playing with a bigger figure. 
You ought to get excited about playing with the bigger figure. And, and, and if you are going through depression, and if you are going through hell, and if you have given up on the dreams of your life, it is simply because you do not understand who it is you rock with now. Uh, can I get an amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so important to understand who you are with now. You understand what I'm saying to you? If it was left up to your thinking, if it was left up to your intellect, if it was left up to your strength, your will, your willpower, yeah, you ain't going to never get to where you want to be. But because you deal with a God that is bigger. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. And so, so, so the problem is that we believe that we cannot recover or uh, from the mistake or the situation. And this is why. Get this. Watch this. Uh, and this is this. I'm live on my page. So if y'all want to start sharing with your friends that you know need a word, you go ahead and do that. Amen. Uh, and, and watch this. Though. This is why it is so important to read and know the word of God. Because in the book of, of Lamentations, uh, chapter 3, verses 22 through 23, it records, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail, and they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And, 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 and I share that verse with you because uh, you who believe that because you have made some mistakes, because you have had some mess-ups, if, if, if God uh, has woke you up this morning, Lord have mercy, and you, you, I want you to, to understand that you have a brand new mercy for today. You have another opportunity to get right what you had wrong for some time now. And so you ought to just go ahead and clap your hands that it ain't over. It ain't dead in the water. Though you've made some mistakes, you still, because he woke you up this morning, you understand what I'm saying to you, have the opportunity to get right what you've had wrong. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them, I, I, I'm sorry, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So again, if you've been on the wrong side of this thing and, and you know you need to get it together, but Satan has been telling you things like God won't forgive you, God can't use you, you can't start over. Second Chronicles says, if my people, <laughs> did you catch that? It's major right there. He, he said, "He said, if my people, even though we might have been in a situation that has been contrary to his word, he still deems us his people. And some of you ought to get excited about that today because you think that you done messed up to the point to where God don't see you as his people no more. But I want to let you know today, I want to let you know today that God is not like man. Watch this. Because with man, you can mess up. You can kind of mess up. You can kind of drop the ball. And man will forget about you. Man will write you off. Man will leave you for dead. But ain't you glad that you serve a God that no matter what type of mess up you may encounter, what type of craziness you might go through, God still sees you as his people. <laughs> Hey, if there's anybody in the building that's glad that you're still his people, I dare you make some noise up in this piece. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm still his people. With all that I've done, with all the mess-ups I've been a part of, I'm glad that I serve a God that still calls me his people. Somebody just said, I'm his people. And he goes on to tell us that if we humble ourselves and, and, and we seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, that he would hear from us and heal our land. Is there anybody in the building that needs your land healed today? Mm -hmm. 
It, it might not be land, might not be acreage or, or acres in your life or, or real estate in your life, but, but, but you need your land healed. You, you need your household healed. You, you need your bank account healed. You, you need your body healed. He, he promises that he will. You need your marriage. You need your children. You, need, you, you understand what I'm saying? You need your business healed. He promises that if we would turn from our wicked ways, that he would hear us. Lord, have mercy. Is it anybody in the building that just needs God to hear you today? Uh, you don't care if your family hear you anymore. Them hearing you ain't did you no good. You don't care if your boo hear you anymore. Your boo hearing you ain't did you no good. But you've come to understand that if God hears your cry, Lord, have mercy. If God hears your cry, then and he will heal your land. Yeah. We're walking around with sick land when it's been a promise that if we, if, we, if we follow the command to give up our wicked ways, that he would heal our land. And I don't know about nobody else up in here, but I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I, I just ain't got no more room for sick land in my life. I ain't got no more room for diseased land in my life. You understand what I'm saying to you? From my babies to my bank account, I ain't got time for nothing to not be in God working order. So, so some of y'all might want good working order, but I prefer God working order. So, 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 so don't you let no devil, no circumstance, no situation, mishap or mistake or bad decision make you believe that God doesn't still have a plan for you because watch this, his plan is bigger than your mistake. His plan is bigger than your addiction. I'm talking to somebody in here. His plan is bigger than your upbringing. His plan is bigger than your sins. God has a plan for you and watch this, it does not entail that you being perfect. It only calls for you to trust him and if you can trust him, then mountains have got to move. If you can trust him, then demons have got to flee. If you can trust him, then chains have to break. If you can trust him, then you can smile again. If you can trust him, then you can be healed. If you can trust him, then the shame and the guilt will be gone. If you can trust him. If you trust him. You know why, why you know why didn't nobody lose their mind on that part right there? You know why didn't nobody you know that why there wasn't a gigantic praise break to just automatically shift and take place and shut me down for the next thirty seconds. I'm gonna tell you why it wasn't because I said something that you know that you have a struggle with, that you have a problem with. I said if you can trust him. And it goes back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago when I said the problem with the church is the twenty first century churches we continue to play God like he was man. And because you can't trust man, because you've not been able to trust people in your family, people in your life, people that you, that you gave vows to, because you've not been able to trust them, you have a problem with trusting God. But I'm here to let you know, the Bible told you not to put your trust in the princes. The Bible told you not to put your trust in the man, but all your trust was supposed to go in God. So don't be, watch this, watch this. You are, you are robbing yourself because you was once rebellious. You're robbing yourself on the strength of your own rebellion. God told you not to trust man. You trusted man over God. And now, and now, and now you won't trust God because who you, who you was told not to trust burnt you. So you don't trust him. Lord, have mercy. And, 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 and we're dealing with a bit of insanity because insanity is doing the same things and expecting different results. And so we continue to trust man and continue to get burnt. 
and, 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 then, and, then, and then we distrust God the more. Lord, how you see this jacked up revolving door that's going on right here? Some, some, some of you do not trust God, not because God has let you down. God has never let you down. Can I just go ahead and pray? Oh, Lord, I hear you, Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. God has not let you down. Some of you in here are saying, God, I, I, God, I, I have cried out to God. I have prayed God to God, and God has not brought to pass what I've asked to be brought to pass. That's when you've got to have faith that God is perfect and what you're asking for ain't for you. <laughs> you might want it, but it ain't. But you don't need it. You 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 might want it, but 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 you might not want it after you get. Anybody ever wanted something, got what they wanted, and then didn't want it no more? But because you had got so much of it, you couldn't let it. Oh God, now ain't hearing me up in here. Now that trying to be that trying to be uh, secretive now. But 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 you got what you wanted and found out it wasn't. What, watch this. Not only did you not want it, you couldn't handle it. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, we better bless God that you didn't, you, y'all, some of you just thank God that you, that, that, that you didn't get everything that you asked for. So, so watch this, some, some, some of your friends got what it was that you wanted, and you realized through watching your friends that had that got you, you would have got toe up. Lord, have mercy. So, 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 some of you ought to be just happy that that hater got him. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, 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 some of you ought to be happy that the thirsty chick stole the one that you was after. Some of you ought to be happy that, 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 that the dude that's a trick artist got the one that you was chasing, ch- uh, chasing the chick that you was after. You, you ought to be happy about that because you can watch how they're tearing the, them out the frame and understand had you got what you wanted, it would have been tearing you out the frame just as well. And, and then some of you ought to just bless God that you got it, but then got away from it. Lord, how mercy. Anybody in the building going dealing with that today? I got it, but I got away from it. I bless God. I thought I wanted it, but I got a refund. I hurry up and exchange that thing in. That thing wasn't for me. I bless God that I got it, but I had more power to get away from it. Lord, how mercy. If you if you can trust him. That's what we're talking about today. We're starting over. You're going to have to trust him. If you can trust him, you can start over. And, and, and believe me, if, you, if you're, you are really trying to start over, you are going to have to trust God more than you ever have before. Uh, you are going to have to trust him over everyone in your life. Can I say that again? If you're, going, if you're really going to start over, you're going to have to trust God over everyone in your life. And so some of you are saying, well, Pastor, I deal with you a lot. And I, I you know, I deal heavily with the things that you say. And, and I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Uh, I, I, I deem myself godly. I deem myself godly. So I think that if you talk to me, you're going to be all right. But anytime that you talk to me and what I say don't line up with the word, get away from me. Can I say that again? Can I say that again? And, and just let me extend that verse, uh, uh, that, 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 that word right there. Uh, anytime that I talk to you and it don't line up with the word, get away from me. But anytime that you talk to any so-called person of God and it isn't in alignment with the word, run, Forrest, run. Now watch this. This, this, puts, this puts a serious responsibility on you because you should know if your person of God is talking the word of God. Because your person of God should have already been pushing you to be in the word of God. And the only time that your person of God won't push you to be in the word of God is because your person of God might not really be in the word of God themselves. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. We're not going to act like it ain't trickery in the church. Know the word so that when the word is not being spoken, you know to get away from that person. Amen. 
If you can trust him, you can start over. Lord, have mercy. I'm going to say it again. If you can trust him, you can start over. And, and believe me, you're really going, if you're really trying to start over, you're going to need to trust him more than you have in your life. See, see everyone, everyone has two types of people in their lives for sure. You, you may have more than two, but these two uh, uh, we all have. And, 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 and that's one, the people who keep a negative report. Yeah, we all got those, right? The, the, the people in your life that keep a negative report. Uh, 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 you, you've got to distance yourself away from the negative reporters. Uh, they, they, they are miserable. They are unhappy. They hate their lives, so they can't be happy about yours. So, so when you start talking, when you start talking about starting over, they will do everything they can do to hinder you, and they'll do it through a negative report. You know, such and such went to church, and they got burned. You know, such and such gave their life to the Lord, and, and then they trusted in the Lord, and they were putting their money in the church, and then all of a sudden they found out that, the, you see, you got to stay away from the negative reporters. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so some of you got some people in your life that you thought would be applauding you now that you come to church, but now they're saying stuff like, oh, you think you're better than everybody because you go to church. Are you brand new now because you go to church? And when they call you brand new, you should say thank you. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Because, therefore, if any man come to Christ, he is a what? new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So when they call you new, baby, they ain't really dissing you like they think they are. They think they dissing you, but what they are letting you know is that you are right where you are supposed to be. Lord, have mercy. Stay away from the people with the negative report. And watch this, and you're going to have to uh, distance yourself from them. And get this, the second type of people that you need to disconnect from is the people that claim to love God claim to have faith, but are nowhere near what they claim. See, now, now what you do with this group right here is you let this group of people watch you from afar because the new you has the potential to convict their lives and teach them about what it really means to be saved. But, but, but even with that, you, don't, you let them watch you from afar. Some people, when you're doing what God has it is for you to do, even if it's just renewing yourself, some people have got to be afar. You understand what I'm saying to you. And now, 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 as much as I am suggesting, this is, this is what's going to get deep. I want you to pay attention because this is what's going to get deep. This is no time. As much as I am suggesting, even warning you to get rid of these types of people, you won't. You won't. You, you, you see, a, at least not as fast as you need to. And, and by the time that you do, your excitement about starting over will have probably fizzled out. See, I want you to get this. When you have to defend your decision to be better to people who are supposed to want better for you, to the people who are supposed to love you, it drains you like nothing else in your life. Huh? Why do I have to defend wanting to be better? Especially to folk who should want better Why do I have to defend my happiness? You, you, you ever met people in your, you, you got any people in your life that, that when they see you happy and, and, and you know, and let's just, just go ahead and keep it 100. Let's, let's put it where it is. You've been going to church. You've been studying. Things seem to make sense. This stuff is working out for you. And then all of a sudden, the people that's supposed to, that should be cheering your name got an issue with you. 
stupid? Isn't that crazy? But isn't that how it usually is? Jesus said something powerful. He said, your haters. He said, he said, the ones that have an issue with you will be those from your own household. And let me tell you something, baby. They ain't necessarily got to live in the house. They can just have your last name. You understand? Those, you understand? The households extend. Households extend. And so you can have people across town in your household that should be happy for you. But they hate knowing you because you finally got happy. See, when you have to defend, when you have to defend your decision, get this, I want, I want you to understand why. Because while you are defending yourself and your decision to be better, in your mind, y'all been there, in your mind, it is blowing you away to actually see how this person who you have trusted enough to be able to voice their opinions on your life really isn't. When, when, when the person that you are defending yourself to, all of a sudden you're defending yourself and then you begin to think. You ever talk while thinking? And then you think, how is it that I'm having to defend myself against you? You're supposed to be my saha. You're supposed to be my ride or die. You're supposed to be happy for me over everybody else. Why am I having to? You don't really love me. Do you remember that day when you figured out what everybody had been saying was true? When you figured out that, that those thoughts that you was having, that you was trying to play off because you didn't really want it to be so? Do you remember that day when, when you realized, when you came to the painful conclusion that the person that you were so tight with, that you believed in, that you allowed around your family and around your children, did not love you? like somebody hitting you and knocking the very breath out of your body. How have I allowed you around for so long? And you don't. How did I not see that you don't love me? Lord, how mercy. I have never hurt more than when I realized the people that I have loved with all of me really wasn't for me, really had issues with me that was bigger than I had known. And let me just go ahead and, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit was telling me to elaborate on this, and I was, I was bucking, I was rebelling. I was like, nah, I don't want to really get deep into it, but, but now I feel the Spirit, I feel the Spirit, I feel the, the climate and the temperature of the room, and I understand why the Holy Spirit was saying that he wanted me to explain this. Let me tell you something. You don't get to hate on me if you claim that you love me you don't get to hate on me because of the worst of me. Oh, Lord, I'm if, if you love me, you understand, then you love me despite me. Because anybody know what I'm, is it anybody in the building just to go ahead and admit that you're not perfect? And, and so you go, so, 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 so every now and then I'm going to do some things. That don't make sense to you. Sometimes, sometimes, every now and then, I'm going to do, I, I might fall off, I might fall down, I might drop the ball. But you still are supposed to love me. You don't, you don't get to pick and choose when you're down for me. You might have to check me 
but you don't get to neglect me. You understand what I'm saying to you? You might have to check me, but you don't get to disrespect me. You you might have to check me, but you don't get to backstab me. Because if I'm going through something, if I have dropped the ball, if I have let you down, then you best believe that I probably let myself down too. I had to drop a whole lot of people in my life because I figured out I was human. (laughs) And in my human frailty, I was going to make some mistakes. Watch this. Some of them wasn't going to be mistakes. Can I just go ahead and be 100 in here? Uh, Is it anybody in here that just sometimes it ain't no mistake? I done what I done because I wanted to do it. And and I'm sorry for it, but I really wanted to do it. And and, and it's turned me out the frame, but I really wanted to do it. And I'll probably never do it again, but at that moment, I really wanted to do it. See, everything ain't a mistake. Sometimes I walk into the hell of my life on my own. but, but, But watch this. Because I choose to do that, you don't get to choose to not be here for me. You don't get to let me go because I'm messed up. You're supposed to pray for me. You understand what I'm saying to you? And that's the problem that we have in 21st century friendship. Watch this. is because everybody puts a standard on a friendship that they don't have themselves, that they don't live up to themselves. Don't, 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 don't be my friend and expect me to be perfect, but you're not perfect. Don't, 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 don't be my friend and, and ain't going to stand by me when I'm going through the hell of my life. You understand what I'm saying to you? But when you're going through the hell of your life, when you've messed up, when you've dropped the ball, you expect me to stand by you. But when I dropped the ball, you acted like you didn't know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you, what you mean you leaving me off one mistake? <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I, I ain't talking about domestic violence or anything like that. But hold on, hold on. What you, what, what, you, what you thought? What you thought? How you going to, oh, can, can I just go ahead and bless somebody in here? How, how you going to get mad at me for cheating on you when you cheated on God with me? Oh, y'all quiet in here now. There wasn't a whole lot of amens right there. You understand what I'm saying? You can't, you can't cheat on God with me and then get the tripping when I cheat on you. You was the one in church. You was the one that was saved. You was the one that was holy. And then you came home and got real unholy with me. And now because I live unholy outside of you, you want to get upset. Oh, y'all don't hear me up in here. <laughs> it got quiet in here. It, it, it get quiet when, 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 when we, oh, hold on now. Oh, that's giving folk, that's giving folk the right. No, it ain't giving nobody the right. It's just, it's just, it's just pushing you to be real about situations. Yeah, you got to be real about those situations. So, 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 so you are going to have to trust God because truth being told, you are going to have issues. Watch this. Are you ready for this? You're going to have to trust God because you're going to have issues with parting with the old you. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you're going <laughs> letting go of the old you ain't going to be as easy as you think it will be. Some of you, thank you. So some of you already realize that, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you already, you know, you've been trying to get rid of you for a minute now. And you seem to keep showing up. Huh? It's, it's kind of like that stalker, right? I told you, I'm going to come back over here. Why you keep on showing up? You understand what I'm saying to you? But I got my food stamp card. I got my food stamp card. Well, come on in, but you ain't staying. You wonder why he keeps showing up because you keep letting him in. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you keep on... You keep on showing up. You keep putting you out, and, and, and here you are. Lord. Uh, I, I mean, think about it. You, you, you were the old you for a long time, for a reason. So, so, some of it was conditioning. Oh, Lord. 
That said a lot, didn't it? Uh, some, some of you were the old you for a long time because of conditioning. But a lot of you uh, were ruled by your flesh, and, and, and your flesh liked it. And your flesh and, and carnal desires aren't going to walk away easily. That's why Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 24, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And the word crucified means to kill something. You are going to have to kill your flesh because your flesh is your, the flesh is your enemy and unlike any other enemy, this enemy has the ability ability to re-emerge. So you are going to have to kill him, not just daily, but sometimes by instance, by issue, by temptation. He's an enemy that doesn't stop, but he can be controlled by death. Is it anybody that knows what I'm talking about? Some of you don't have to kill. Some of you ain't blessed to be able to kill your flesh daily. If you're anything like me, I got to kill my flesh moment to moment. Uh, I, I wish, brother, I wish I could, I could read the scriptures. I could be in devotion in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, leave the morning radio show for Unity Worship Center, and, and then all of a sudden, every issue to come my way, I could just hit it with me, hit it with me, hit it with me. I got on the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness, and it shall not come near me. Uh-uh, that ain't how, that ain't, that ain't how my salvation is set up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I need, I need a mercy, a moment. Mm-hmm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I need a mercy, a moment. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? I need a grace for every occasion because on any given day it can get real silly, real quick, huh? I know, I know y'all used to those preachers as perfect. I know y'all, reach, y'all used to those preachers that control everything about their life. I just ain't one of them. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I, I got to pray. I got to, I got to, you just see me at the stoplight. Jesus, come on, Jesus. You better believe the car before me said something crazy, gave some type of obscene gesture, and it's taking everything in me not to give him a serious look. You have to say, Jesus, just help me. Just turn the light green now because I'm about to. Pastor Sonia said it best. She said, that's why Miriam drives. Y'all think I'm lazy. I'm trying to avoid another felony. They talking about if I get one more felony, I ain't never coming home. Y'all better be glad she drives, amen, because if I drove most of the time, Unity Worship Center would be a prison ministry, amen. I, I road rage for her. You're supposed to get mad right there. Stupid, what's wrong with you? Dare you say something. <laughs> And then one time, let me tell you what happened. I'm going to get back to this thing. We're going to get out of here. One time, I road raged, right? And we were on our way to church. And the person that I road raged was in front of me. And they just kept going the way of the church. And then the Holy Spirit just dealt with me cold. He said, now, now what if they are going to your church? It was the first time and only time that I began to pray that folk didn't show up at my church. Lord, Lord, we we was at Little Caesars, remember that, baby? And I had parked a little over the line in the Little Caesars, and this guy, they must have been having a bad day, was arguing, him and his girl, and and he gets out of the, he backs all the way up because he couldn't park where he wanted to because I had messed up with my parking, and and we had just come out of Bible study, and he got out of the car, and he said some, some pretty bad things, you know, pertaining to how I parked, and I sat there, just came out of Bible study, but you know, and if I'd have been by myself, it wouldn't have been no issue, but you ain't going to be saying stuff like that to me in front of my woman, 
what that is. That's that pride, ain't it? And so, and so I sat there, and I, and I was like, mm, just let it go because he looks like he's having a hard day. She's giving him the business. I, but, 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 but he got out, he came out the door, and he gave me a look. He just kind of looked at me. And I said, oh, Lord, he thinks he's, he thinks he's punking me out in front of my woman. And I got out the car. He was a little bitty guy. And I swole up like a noodle. I said, hey, bro. What was that stuff you were talking about, man? You were just running your mouth a minute ago. And, and then all of a sudden, a truck rolled by, and it was, it was members of Grove Temple Ministry, and they was coming to Little Caesars. And they was like, what's up, Pastor? And I was like, bless the Lord. How you? <laughs> Brother, I just come to pray with you because it seemed like something was going on with you. Yeah, yeah, the ram in the bush. Amen, amen. So, 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 so let me tell you something. You, <laughs> some of y'all, see, I knew he wouldn't. Uh-huh, yeah. Listen, listen. I, 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 let me get back to this. But, but, but it happens. You got to have grace. You got to have a mercy. And some of you got to be real enough to say, listen, I, I can't do it from 6 o'clock in the morning, my devotion, and just think that's going to take me through. Some of us got to pray all the day long. Amen. But can I just go ahead and tell you that's growth to know that you have to do that. And, and you do what you got to do to be the best you. Amen. Amen. So, 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 so uh, 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 another, another reason parting ways with the old you will be hard is because, uh, watch this, you have memories of the old you. Uh, of, you had good times uh, with the old you. You, you know, uh, you know I, I, I trip off people who say stuff like, I'm just so glad to be out of sin because sin was just, it was just killing me. I, I just was just never happy in sin. I'm like, what, what sin was you a part of? Come on, no, stop, stop being holy in here now. Y'all being overly righteous. You was in your sin because your sin, you know, had you feeling some type of way. You understand what I'm saying to you? You know, or, you know, I, you know, oh, I'm just blessed God for that, that sin that I, that I'm no longer a part of. No, no, no. Oh, I'm going to tell you now, if you had, if you was in the world and, and you had sin and you didn't enjoy none of it, you wasted a <laughs> We was in the car and I told Mary, my son, I used to smoke weed all the time. She said, I never smoke weed. I said, I said, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could bless the Lord. I'm redeemed, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, Lily, get it together. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Trusting God, I want you to catch this because this is going to trip your trip. It's, it's going to be hard with departing with the old you because you have memories, you have good times. And get this, you know what to expect with the old you. Huh? Tr- trusting God for the future will be hard because for one, if we're being honest, many of us have never really trusted God at all. And two, you're being asked to trust someone that you have never trusted walking into a life that you are not familiar with. Can I say that again? Can I, can, I mean, does that make sense? You might want to write it down, right? Trusting God for the future will be hard because, for one, if we are being honest, many of us have never trusted God at all. Not for real. Not for real. When you trust God, you don't beg. When you trust God, you don't break the law. 
when you, turn, when you trust God, you don't take matters into your own hand. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, so we can say that we've trusted God, but many of us have not trusted God at all. And you are being asked to trust someone that you have never trusted. So if you've never trusted him, you really ain't for sure that he'll come through for you. See, see, you only know, see, and, and if all you're working with is I trust God because my mama did, I trust God because my, my, my family did, I trust God because my dog did, and, and he came through for them, then that's not going to work for you. You trust God by experience. You understand what I'm saying to you. And if you have never trusted God, and I'm asking you to trust him to walk into a newness that you have never experienced before, that's going to be hard to do. But not impossible. You just got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of how your situation is. Amen. Can I just go ahead and say this real quick? The Holy Spirit told me to say it this morning. Let me tell you something. It's all right to be saved. It's all right to be saved. Can I, can I talk over here? Maybe they're going to listen to me over here. It's all right to be saved. It's all right to be saved. Despite what the people that you are connected to who aren't saved, say. Misery love company. Amen? Yes, your, your old life may have had issues, but you know, you feel like, you, you know, you've conditioned yourself to operate in those issues. It's like a functioning alcoholic or addict. They can show up for work every day. They can do the job. They can play the role of the parent or the spouse good enough not to be detected, but they are slowly dying on the inside. They hate their life, and they are too afraid or ashamed to call out for help. But if God promises something in his word, you understand what I'm saying to you, then you can take that. To the bank. Yeah, 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 you're scared. You're scared. So, 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 so you operate from a place of pain, from a place of what because, and you stay there because you know that, but it ain't no good for you, but at least it's what you know, and it beats what you don't know. The devil is a lie. God promises you some things, and so I want you to understand his promises. Jeremiah 29 and 11, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Says the Lord. <laughs> this ain't past alliance. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Now let's deal with something real quickly before we get into that. If the Bible isn't what you go by, then you might as well leave. Because ain't none of this going to matter to you. You're wasting your time. Real talk. If, 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 if you do not believe the Bible, because the Bible is the authoritative book for the believer. I don't care if you just got saved. I don't care if you're, you, you under, if you're struggling in your walk. I don't care if you've been saved for years. The Bible is the authoritative book for the Christian. Okay? Now, why am I sharing that with you? Because if you don't believe the Bible, then you can't believe. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. That don't mean nothing to you if you don't believe the Bible. The problem with the 21st century church, and especially here at the Unity Worship Center, is that we do not read enough of the Bible to believe the Bible. Truth be told, most of the reading of the Bible happens on Sunday when it's being read to you. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. 
thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, I want you to catch this. We are talking about starting over, right? Starting brand new. And God says, I want to give you a future. Did you see that? I want to give you a future. This is powerful because he is indicating that your present life, that in your present life, you don't have a future to look forward to. And we know that because he goes on to say, and I plan to give you a hope. See, you you, got to read that book. You got to look at that book. I know, I know, I know you don't got a future. And not only am I going to give you a future, watch this, but I'm going to give you a future that, that has hope added to it. Because, because where you are, ain't no hope for your, Lord, how much? Ain't no hope for your future. Listen, so, so catch this. In this present life you are, that you are in, the future is going to just end up being what it has been in the past. And there's no hope in that. But this newness of life, life in him, he grants us a hope. See, 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 if you were going to just stay the way you are, that, that's not hopeful at all. That's not too hopeful. But with God, you have a right to hope because he's giving you hope to hope. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Oh, God. He, he, he's giving you a hope to be able to feel better about tomorrow. How many of you, truth be told, that, that, that you've been waking up for the last couple of months not too excited about tomorrow? And if tomorrow going to be anything like today was, and I'm just going to stay in the bed. I'm just going to stay in the house. Sometimes it can get so real. When I was in prison fighting for my life and everybody had left me except my mama and my Gigi, you understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and people had turned their back on me. And besides my Gigi, my mama, and my cousin, you understand what I'm saying to you? Because I got to get that straight. Uh, 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 there, there was times that I would lay in the bed and say, if I'm going to hurt like I hurt today, tomorrow, then I'd just rather not get up. Is it anybody in the building real enough to say, hell been so serious in your life that you said, laying down, if it's going to be like this tomorrow, you can take me tonight because it hurts too bad to continue to deal in all the agony and all the pain and all the craziness and all the madness and all the loneliness that I've been dealing with. Is anybody in here knows what I'm talking about? That you said, if tomorrow is going to be like today, I can just, you can just throw tomorrow away. Lord, how mercy. Get this. He's giving you a hope, to hope. And, and, and look at the thoughts he says he has towards us. Thoughts of peace and not evil. If you've, ever, if you've lived long enough, then you've experienced some evil. And you have to, watch this, and if you have experienced some evil, then you know how valuable peace is. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So, so some of us have been through some hell in our life, some craziness in our life, some madness in our life, that when peace came in, Lord have mercy, all you could do was embrace it. When peace came in, it just broke you down because you thought you was about to be taken out. You thought it was about to drown you. You thought it was about to overwhelm you, but peace came in. Lord, have mercy. If you've been through hell, you know how valuable peace is. Peace, watch this. I want you to catch this because uh, y'all miss this about peace. Peace is not just a fruit of the spirit. Peace uh, peace is not some cute little word uh, that you want to brag on having because you claim to follow Jesus. No, peace is a characteristic of God so that when you have peace, watch this, you have him. I don't need nobody else. If I got peace, I got him. And it don't make no never mind what it is that's coming up against me. As long as I got him, I've got the peace to get through it. 
Lord, have mercy. Know him, watch this, know peace. And that might be hard to believe, but get him and see how peace really works. Because peace is a war weapon. Think about how, watch this again, I'm going to show you how peace is a war weapon. Think about some of the craziest things that can happen in your life, that has happened in your life. And, and But peace keeps you in your right mind. You should have lost your legal mind. You had a legal right to have lost your mind a long time ago. But peace kept you steadfast in your mind. Peace kept you in your right mind. Things could go forth that would literally break your heart. But with tears rolling down your eyes, God's peace can set in. And though you are crying, you still be at peace. Though you are hurting, you still be at peace. Though you are broken, you still be at peace. Is it anybody that knows what I'm talking about? Is it anybody that's been through a trial or two, and it looked like you was dying on the outside, but peace on the inside was keeping you together. Peace on the inside kept a smile on your face. Peace kept you when nothing else when nothing else could, I bless God for peace. And let me tell you how cold peace is. Sometimes peace works for you when you don't even know you've got a piece of the peace that's keeping you. Oh, God, y'all ought to make some noise up in here today. I dare you give your God a praise on the strength of peace. I want you to get this. We're done. We're kind of done. Twelve minutes, amen. I'm gonna get you. There we go. Mm-hmm. Put them coupons back up. We're almost done. Let, let, let me show you. Let me show you a command that is followed with a promise, and it's for you. As all of God's commands that are followed with promises are for you. Philippians chapter four, verses eight through nine. We find the apostle Paul saying something that is very powerful. Philippians chapter four, verses eight says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things that are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. There's the command. Verse number nine. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me these do. There's the command. Here comes the promise. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. Why is that important? Because in this walk, you're going to deal with some things. It's going to try your peace. It's going to try your mindset. You are going to need his peace. You see the command. Meditate on these things. What things? The things that are true. The things that are that are a good report. There's other things that he says, but I want you to focus on the things that are true and the things that are of a good report. Why are you going to need things that are meditate on the things that are of a good report? Because bad reports are going to come all the time. That life is going to be full of bad reports. So so say it again. Come on now. And, and you shouldn't be surprised by it. Because it's true. And, and because it was said, we're going to go through some things. 
so, 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 so get this. Get this. He tells you to meditate on the things that are of a good report. And the peace of God will be with you. When? Whenever you find yourself going through any type of opposition, crisis, drama, trauma, or loss, it makes no never mind, God promises that his peace, that the, he promises in his word that not just his peace, but him, the God of peace. Watch this. Can I, can I show you? He's not even saying he's going to send peace. He says, I'm coming with the peace. Wow. <laughs> Listen. Here's what's powerful about that, because get this, watch this, watch this. <clears throat> so, so, so after I, so after I come with the peace and it soothes the situation, since I'm here, I might as well deal with everything else. <laughs> so I, I might as well just go ahead and deal with everything else. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? So, so, so if you are serious about starting over, you are going to have to start being serious about trusting God. Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 through 4, says this. In Isaiah 26, 3 through 4, it says, You will keep him, watch this, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you, verse number 4, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. Now, I want to show you something. Go back to chapter, uh, verse number 3, Shemitah, please. Uh, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Now, watch the wordplay and watch the capitalization. You will, capital U, Y, you will keep him, lowercase h, talking about us, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on, capital Y, you, talking about God. Ah, you get that? God has taken over the pen. God has taken over the pen of the prophet Isaiah right there at that moment. Because, and the reason why you'll be stayed in perfect peace is because he, lowercase h, trusts in Trust in the Lord forever, not just when it's convenient, not just when it's easy to, not just when, you know, it's real easy to trust in the Lord, but trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, for in the Lord, the Lord is everlasting strength. For in the Lord, then he comes back and he says again, the Lord, for in the Lord, not man, the Lord, for in the Lord, not your money, the Lord. For in the Lord, not your job, the Lord. For in the Lord, not your boo, not your bae, not your husband, not your wife, the Lord. For in the Lord, not drugs, the Lord. For in the Lord, not that gang, the Lord. For in the Lord, not, you understand what I'm saying to you, not your car, the Lord, not your house, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. That's where, that's where the strength is. And not just any old strength, it says everlasting. So check this out. I want to show you that real quick and we're out. Everlasting strength for all the hell that you're going to endure, he's got an everlasting strength for it. He's got a strength already prepared for the hell that's on the way. Ah, Lord have mercy. Come on now. Trouble ain't going to last. The weapon might form, but because of the strength, the everlasting strength, the weapon don't get to prosper. Oh, God. Last verse, then a quote, and we're out. 
and I can do it all in the six minutes I got left. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him and he will, he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And any part of your heart that you leave out is the part that the enemy gets to use to stop you from trusting him. Any part of your heart that you do not trust God with, that Satan will use to, 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 to throw doubt in there. And once he inserts doubt, you will stop operating as, as you should be, as trusting in the Lord, and you will find yourself stuck. You remember the scary movies? And they hear the ch-ch-ch. And you'd be walking, and you hear the ch-ch-ch. You go. Huh? Hey, even, even when you, you're sitting at home watching it on the DVD, and you hear the ch-ch-ch. And you go. Huh? And, 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 and you find yourself, just like the character on the movie, stuck. The problem with stuck is you ever notice that by the time they get their bearings, the Bible says that your enemy, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he made to devour. May was meant to be a, num- a month, not your destiny. Too many times we find ourselves stuck. The enemy begins to strike. Don't lean on your own understanding. Your best thinking got you in some of the worst situations that you've been in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You understand? And in all your ways, acknowledge him. Check. Say, God, how do you feel about it? You know why we don't ask God how he feels about it? Because we know, for real, for real, that he ain't going to like what we like, and we ain't going to get what we want. So we, we go on and try it anyway. And, and then we pray, knowing that he done already said no, and that's why you didn't go to him in the first place. And then you won't act surprised when it blow up in your face. You see all the games you play with yourself? <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Look at the quote, and we're out. Here's the quote. Trusting God does not mean believing him, believing he will do what you want, but rather believing he will do everything he knows is good. See, some of you think that trusting God makes God Santa Claus. That's why some of you aren't good in friendship, because you think friendship means Santa Claus. You have equated with, if I'm your friend, then you should give me what you have. If I need it. Now, the problem with that mentality is that means that you, since you think that you got a friend that has more than you, that you have a right to trick yours off because you got somebody else that you can depend on. Oh, God. That's a whole other lesson. I mean, <laughs> but trusting God does not mean that you have a Santa Claus. See, 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 some, some of you, you know, uh, uh, some of you, some of you, some of you want that brand new, uh, uh, and I, ain't, I ain't, you know, some of you want that uh, brand new car, uh, but, but that car takes premium. But you only got regular money. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, 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 and you don't even understand that, that to, to get that Lexus that, that takes premium, it, it's gonna it's gonna offset your whole budget. <laughs> so, so, so you got a Lexus now. You got a Lexus that sits in the driveway. Talk about it, and you trying to catch as many rides as you want to. Talking about you don't want to put that many miles on it. No, you ain't got no money. You ain't got money to drive the Lexus. See, so, so, so some of you are asking for things that you just, you just cannot, you just don't need. You can't, you, if he gave it to you, it'd break you. If he gave it to you, it'd cripple you. And you need to stop thinking that because you don't get what God has asked you for, that God ain't paying you no attention, that God ain't for you, and God don't want you to have the best. The devil is a lie. We know that ain't true. The reason that God doesn't open some of the doors that you won't open was because if you opened that door and stepped into it, you would immediately sink. 
and he loves you too much for that. Don't get mad at God because he loves you. You understand what I'm saying? It's just like you have your children. See, you see, y'all, 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 y'all over, amen, and that's right and all that. But, but see, when you tell your children this, you know, uh, you know, your children, you know, they, they get upset because you love them. So they want things, don't they? They want things that, they, that aren't necessarily good for them. Why? Because they don't really understand. And, and, so, and, so, and so they get upset with you because you say no. But my no isn't because I'm mean. My no ain't because I ain't got it. My no is because I love you. My no is because I know more about it than you do. So I know how it's going to turn out. And some of these lessons are too deep for me to let you bump your head. Because in some of these lessons, we might not be able to stop the bleeding. You understand what I'm saying to you? So since you understand that, then understand it when God, as your Abba, Father, tells you no. You was clapping. Keep clapping now. When he tells you no, because he knows what you want ain't going to be good for you, though you don't know it at the time. (laughs) You're going to start over going to start over, you're going to have to trust God. If you're not going to trust God, then you're not starting over, because it means that you're going to continue to do things in your own strength. And if you're going to continue to do things in your own strength, things are going to continue to be the way that they've always been. And so it is time for you to trust God. If you're going to start over, you're going to have to start trusting God. And you can't trust somebody you don't know. So you're going to have to get to know God. Last week we said it starts with God, but now you're going to have to get to know God so that you can trust God, so that you can operate through God, from God. You understand what I'm saying to you? And if you refuse to do that, then it will stay the same. If you refuse to start over trust with trusting God, life is going to stay the same or get worse. You, you, you know what it's been. How about wondering about what it can be? You know what you're going back to not trusting God. What about looking forward to what it can be, trusting God? That's totally up to you. That's totally up to you. If we have anybody in the building today that has not given themselves over to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, today you want to start over like never before by giving your life to Christ we offer you the invitation to come on down if you're in this building and you and you are not saved but you want to be saved you want a relationship with Christ hallelujah hallelujah you want a relationship with Christ then we offer you the invitation thank you Jesus to come on down hallelujah the greatest invitation that you will ever receive will not be to the White House, will not be to a Lakers game, will not be uh, 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 to to anyone's uh, whatever social, major social event. The greatest invitation that you will ever receive will be to join the kingdom of God. And if there is anyone in this building, Lord have mercy, and you know that you're not saved, don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today because tomorrow is not promised if you know that you know that you're not saved. But today is the day that you want to get that thing right. We offer you the invitation to come down. And let me tell you something. We deal with a God that does not expect you to change years overnight. He understands that salvation, this this sanctification is going to be a process. But you do have to start somewhere. Today's your day. 
today you're done playing games. If you're through just coming to church, and today is the day that you want to give your life to the Lord, we offer you, if there's anyone else, that invitation to come on down. If there's anyone in the building that says, listen, I've been off with God. I was in a relationship with God, and, and I began to trip. And, and, and you know it was you tripping because God is perfect. He don't trip. God is perfect. He don't change. And, and today is the day that you want to rededicate your life to Christ. You want to rededicate your life to Christ. And this is my favorite part of the jam because the Bible says a just man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. So, so that lets us know that shame is not in falling. The shame is in staying down. So some, some of you have been staying down for so long because you don't believe. Watch this. There's a couple of reasons. You don't believe that you can be forgiven, and then you believe, and then you believe that if you are forgiven that you ain't got the strength to stay saved. But you can, and you do have the strength. You've just been listening to the wrong. You've been listening to the wrong voice. You, you, you've been listening to the enemy too much. But let me tell you something. When you when you realize that this is worth something to you, when you realize this is everything to you, then you will begin to fight. You will begin to fight for what you love, and your eternity is, should be something that you love. Amen. Hallelujah. We bless God. Hallelujah. We bless God today. We bless God today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If there's anyone else, the, the Spirit of the Lord is telling me there's more. I want to I wanna give my life to God. I just, I just don't really know if, if I'm there yet. What's it going to take? Leaving this earth realm, not doing what you should have done, and realizing what you should have done, didn't get done? the hard way? If you know that you've been out of alignment with the Lord, yeah, and you know that you need to rededicate your life, don't you let no shame keep you down. Don't you let no guilt keep you down. Don't you worry about what somebody might think about you because you, you come in to rededicate your life. You come rededicate your life and be serious about staying the course this time. And it doesn't mean that God's saying, okay, you rededicate your life. You better not make no more mistakes. No, no, that's not God. He's too good for that. He, it, it just simply means I'm going to fight a little harder at doing what I know I should be doing. See, the, the problem is that we give in to the weakness. We got connected to the weakness. We're lightweight addicted to the weakness. So, 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 so we give in to it more than we fight it. But if you fought a little harder, you'd be surprised at how the weakness will go away. The Bible says that if you flee the enemy, what? The enemy will flee you. The problem is we don't want to fight the enemy because we kind of lie. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so, so I want to be, I want to be certain of what I'm doing here today. Giving your life to the Lord today. Amen. Rededicating your life to the Lord. Rededicating your life to the Lord. Fix your face. Nothing to be frowning about. Nothing to be depressed about. Nothing to, I can't believe I'm having to do it again. I can't, I was just down here. Uh-uh, fix your face. God says, listen, listen, I knew it wasn't going to happen overnight, but now what you got to do is be stronger in the fight. That means you got to call some people. You're going you to get Pastor Sonia's number and, and Pastor Miriam's number, and, and you're going to call some people when it get crazy, when, 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 when you get that text that you know you shouldn't accept because, you know, but, but ooh, I want to accept that text. You got to call somebody and let them help you through the fight somebody. And you don't hold your head down because you dropped the ball. Because we're going to drop the ball, y'all. I'm not giving you permission, but what I am giving you permission to do is forgive yourself. 
to understand that God has forgiven you, so forgive yourself. Now, I don't believe, I don't believe that you can just do whatever you want to do and you can feel being saved. I don't believe that. I believe that's a pattern that's called sin. But I do believe that if you are fighting, 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 and you really want to be better, I believe that God knows that. And sometimes this thing is just bigger than you. I believe that God knows that. And that's why you have to get in that word to the point where you are saturated in that word to where, to where all of a sudden it's not bigger than you anymore because, because you're in him. That's the safety of this. That's the beauty of this. That's the love of him, that I get to be in him so it can't overwhelm me. And I study my butt off. I read my butt off. I, I pray my butt off because I want to be in a place to where I am no longer destroyed. I'm no longer defeated. I'm no longer depleted. I'm no longer sick of me. Ain't you tired of being sick of you? It got to a point in my life, even as a pastor, I was saying, I am sick of me. I don't know how much more of me I can take. I went to my wife and I said, I I am so sick of me. I'm messing everything up. I've got people who believe in me, and I'm on the verge of letting them down, and, and I'm just sick. You ever just been sick of yourself? But in him, oh, Lord, in him, you don't have to be sick of yourself no more. 